This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. And we're holding here in Bracious, and we're looking at the Ramban on the words on Bracious. Ramban says, Because of Rashi, brings the famous Rashi, that Einemek Zon Darsheni, Bishwal Toshnik Horatius, Hashem Kamerishis Darko, Yisrael Shnik Horatius, and so on. Um, so Rashi brings a Chazal that says, what does Beratius mean? Hashem created the world for Ratius. Torah is called Ratius, as Hashem Kanani Ratius Darko, Kalai Yisrael is called Ratius, Kalai Hashem Ratius Tvosoy. Vamedrish Hazel Abrasena Sosim Chosmor. It's a very, very enigmatic Medrish. Um, you know, there are many things that are called racious, and all we find a medrash that says that that's how the world's created, and people just sort of make fun and they count how many there are. Um, they bring up racious references, um, all of them kind of it's strange. It's almost as if Chazal just went hunting to look for um, finding some obscure place, but the word racious doesn't. Take it into the passage. So he says a different reason. The word bracious means that the world was created with ten spheres. And it's hinting at a sphere that's called Chachma, which is the very beginning of all of it. He had truma via kodesh, It is the truma which is holy and has no amount because of um, how little people understand about it. He's saying a mouthful. Well, let's talk about this because really there's a lot of very very important points here. First of all, let, let's understand the implication of the word spheres. Like I struggle to say the word the world in ten spheres. Now. Um, there's a there's a um, there's an old kind of uh, I guess bon mot of that the world is divided between the people that divide the world into two parts to the people that don't divide it into two parts. Um, dumping ten spheres into the world is not of any significance in itself. I could divide the world into a trillion parts. I can divide it into two parts. Uh, anything in the Eastern Hemisphere, anything in the Western Hemisphere. It, 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 divisions and structure have to have meaning and so on. When, when the, the first order of, of meaning in Akashvaka and the World of Ten Spheres is that there is a progression step by step from point of origin to point of destination. In other words, Akash Prabhupada did not just toss out a world. He, he layered a world. For instance, let's take something very simple. Um, we know that math equations really describe certain, uh, uh, all the basic phenomena of the world. And then we can flesh it out into laws of nature, which are already words about certain things happening. And we can actually then flesh it out into real items. So gravity goes from being a formula to description, to racks falling down, and so on. Akadosh Baruch created the world where it's a step-by-step process. 
from the word Yiyor to the light that's there. And we can tap in on each layer, so when a scientist studies science, he studies something real. It's, it's meaningful. When he collects the data, that's meaningful. When he formulates the law, that's meaningful. When he describes the equation that governs the phenomena, it's meaningful. When we speak about the philosophy of light and darkness, it's meaningful. Because the world has many layers, and each one is meaningful. So the spheres are sort of layers of things going from the very root to the actualization, the most tangible, palpable actualization of those words. Now, um, the first sphere is Chachma, which means Chachma, besides the fact that thought, planning, concept, preceded the world, and that's why we can reverse the process. And when a person when a person is studying light, he's not just studying, well, where did HaKadosh Baruch Hu want to put, leave the lights on and where did he close them? He, he studies the laws of, of, of that light. There's plenty of laws of them. And, and it goes into depths of Hashgacha about light, and all of it is true, because um, that's how HaKadosh Baruch Hu did it. He started with a root called Chachma. So first of all, the fact that thought comes before actualization, that itself implies structure. A person acting on a whim, I can't actually put a structure onto it. Um, <laughs> there was a I think, there was a, there was a person who lived in Azerbaijan, a neighbor of mine. Um, that area used to be a very, very poor neighborhood because it was right on the border until the Six Day War, and this person was Yemenite. He was extremely smart, very, very uneducated. Um, I don't think he was playing at a full deck of cards either. Um, he was one of the leaders. There was a Black Panther movement in Israel in, I don't know, in the 60s. And, you know, he was an interesting person. And uh, he wrote a book. And the book is, is just, a, you know, about his life and how bad life was, whatever it is. The book stops in mid-sentence. And he says, that's it. I'm not the mood to write anymore, and that's it. And he went off to the publisher and published, <laughs> and he left off like in the middle of a middle of a paragraph, something, middle of a sentence, and zero enigma. Akash Baruch created the world with chachma means that every single piece is rooted in an in, in a structure, and that's the why chachma is the root of it. But more than that, chachma, bin and das are three types of, um, I, we'll call it uh, wisdom, knowledge, um, reason, whatever you, however you want to describe it, and they form the first three spheres. Chachma is unique. Chachma represents that first flare of an idea in your mind before you process it. So. You know, sometimes a person is working on an issue or a problem or whatever, and then all of a sudden there's a flash of inspiration, he has an idea, then he has to chew up the idea and work it through and process it. The processing is called Bina, and that's really something that's a little more tangible. It's, it's, it's developed, it's possible to trade it with somebody else, and you know, we, can, we can have a dialogue about it. The Chachma part of it is just flesh, it, and it's the very beginning of uh, wisdom is that flesh, and then we sort of chew it up, digest it, ask ourselves why, and so on and so forth, and, and apply scientific method to it. Um, Chachma is that first flesh, and that's why, so, so 
first of all, voracious means Hashem created the world with a beginning, meaning that it, 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 things would unfold. Um, going back, going back to that. Let, let's go back to that the guy who's kind of just um, totally irrational person, and he's um, you know he can't he he spends a day doing X Y Z. I can't say that the thing he did first is the root of what he's going to do later. He, you know, every moment depends on the whim of that particular moment. That's totally disjunct. A person who's very rational, totally rational, I say, one second. He started the day by saying, I wish to do this. Everything that he's done is leading up to it. Some of the things are obvious, some things are less obvious, some things are, 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 are baffling. But, but I know that that's what's happening. So, voracious Berlin means that I the world with erasious, so that things have structure, meaning, continuity, um, and so on. And that's a very, very important piece to remember. That's why we're able to learn Avakash Baruch's drachim, even though we believe Avakash Baruch's drachim are beyond our understanding. But this world was created voracious. This world was created with a, a, a structure, with a step-by-step structure. So, he also says, he had truma vi kodesh. This is why it's called truma, and it's kodesh. Ein shir. Truma does not have the Torah in the Torah. Truma does not have any shear. Why? You know the processing of the processing of thought. It has structure to it, and we can understand it and elaborate on it. We can write a lot of books about um, logical thought process. In, inspired slash creative thinking. Really, we have no insight into it. I always get a kick out of a book, How to Think Out of the Box, or How to Be a Creative Thinker. Um, the best advice is I take a shower, forget what you're doing, and all of a sudden it'll come to you. And that's basically probably the best advice in the whole thing, because it's by definition, you can't program yourself to be deprogrammed. Uh, it doesn't, it's, 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 a, um, it, it, it's, a, it's self-contradictory. So he says, so that's why truma is a thing. It doesn't require any shear. That's one point. What about Mises? Because Yimnodamidis, the Yafish Achasme Esef, Remesla Esasphiros, there's another way of looking at it and seeing it part of the whole total, and that's Mysris, that's one out of ten. There are ten spheres, and this is one the first out of the ten. Yespoina Khachamba Sirosidamba. So now we can talk about it because now we see it in the context of the whole thing. So at the moment that that flesh inspiration describing that flesh, I can't elaborate. But once I process it and I, and I develop it, that I can speak about, that's one out of ten. Vachalo mitzvah yechida be'isa termos lezeh. And the chala, which is, which is the mitzvah of, of a bread, which is a staple, is also a remiser. Yisrael, which is called the rashis, is Knesset Yisrael. Hamishula l'sher shirim l'kala, shekor ha'kosu bas v'achois ve'eim. Um, so, um, Klal Yisrael, being that they're the, fir- the they're the reason for creation, that's the that's appropriately called Rishon. And then same thing, Moshe Rabbeinu says, "Vayarishis law is Moshe," because it says he spoke about Staklai Amiira. So that means understanding the Torah starts with him. So the Ramban says, "V'efshalayav b'veresayni b'michtav." I can't write more about this. For Remez Rabbanezek, 
adding more clues is only going to cause more harm. Ki Yisru by Sfaris and Mememes, people are going to imagine things that are not true. Like Rabban says, I'm kind of stuck here. I'm not elaborate, not to talk about these things very much, but on the other hand, the more I toss out these sort of little clues, um, people will, will think about more things and not good. I just wanted to mention this so that people who are um, and they poke, poke, at, poke fun at Chazal, I wanted to shut them up. It's very interesting. Um, poking fun at Chazal was a time on a tradition. It's not something people, no, very few people dared to go up against the Torah. But Chazal was fair game. And that's why you get all sorts of comments about Chazal and what kind of thing is this. He said, he said, I just wanted to show you the extraordinary depth of Chazal to, to shut you up. And the explanation and the elaboration of it, and I think that's a lot, that's a lot wider than throws in every so often a Kabbalistic point. I don't think he's interested in explaining it. I don't think he's elaborating on it. Maybe he wants to sort of help the person who's looking for it, but I think more than that, he is looking to show people, you know, this is a big, big world. Um, it's not for you. Just understand that you're, you're just standing on hallowed ground and treat it as such. Okay, next one is the Mordechai Buchim that, that deals with the different Lashonos in Chazal about uh, Bria Solo. So we have four terms that he's using Intertwined with Bria Solo. Omnam Omra Shakrinanta, Bitapo Shemaim, that's a Shemaim. Kaili Chalim Asa. So even the other words, Konanta, Tapcha, Note, he feels they all fall under the category of Asiya. But still, Bara and Asiya are very distinct, and we have to think of the Kona and Kale. Omnam Milos Yitzira Loba, why is Yitzira not used? Now it's interesting, obviously the Mukubalim use Bria Yitzira. And Asiya, and one more term um, to, to talk about Bria Solom. But he says Yitzira was not used except for other moments, actually. Ki yearly Shayitzira omnom no fellas ala sof sura the Torah, oi mikra minamikrim achem gankin, katsura va Torah gankin be mikra. He says the word by Yitzura doesn't apply well to Bria for the following reason. Atsura is always something inscribed on something else. In other words, when a person has a pen and he puts, uh, a person has a piece of paper, that's uh, that's Chaymer, that's the matter. And then he writes on it, that's tzura. A person has clay, and he shapes it to, um, to be something else. That's the tzura that he puts onto the chomer. By definition, so, so tzura and chomer are the old terminology of form, uh, substance and form. 
pattern form. The, the thing about form is it always must be landing on the, um, the matter. In other words, you have Homer, you have a thing, and you shape it. You, 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 you impose. I have a piece of wood, I make a square out of it. I have a, I have a, 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 a stone, I paint it white. So Tzur is always a secondary process. That's what he calls Mikra. It's not, it's, not, it's not an essential, something that exists essentially in this world. It's something which is done to something else. When we talk about creating the entirety of the world, something coming from nothing, that transition, that's called bara. And that's the accepted translation. Ramban actually had some differences, but he uses the word bara, which means for us, it's something that came from nothing. Avama gam kein asa, also means that surasim haminis eshnaslem tolem tivayem. So we know there are there is life in the world, and that's called bara. But that there are dogs and cats and elephants; those are already different. Um, that's that he calls also. In other words, it's it's it's, it's life has been brought into the world. The the, the specific Type of life that's called asa. What's kana? Kana denotes the connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. In order to be master, it must belong to you. So when we say Hakadosh Baruch Hu is kana. Rashi says, for instance, he was kind of everything because he made it. So anything that you've made is yours. But the, um, the, 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 the the description of Kenyan is, so we're not talking about the fact that he made it, period. We're talking about the fact that the being that he made it, he is now the Adoim. So, so that's why um, he feels, going back to his distinction to Baranasa, is that the world came from one matter, and Akash imposed us here. I want to stop a second and discuss a point. W- one of the proofs or uh, evidence of evolution is that all living matter can sort of be traced all back to one, one organism. Um, it's variation in organism. Now, the... the um, like all things, like all proofs of evolution, like many proofs of evolution, um, it's all built on knowing the psychology of God. I sit down, I stroke my beard, or beardless chin, be so, and I say, hmm, if I were God, how would I create the world? Well, I would make elephants out of elephantine, and I would make sharks out of shakim, and so on. Now that they're all one cell, and basically at some point I can all the same thing, obviously it's not that it evolved. I'm not sure where that idea came from. Why would God do it that way? Um, our understanding is the other but the echad of Baruch is sort of implies that we would have a common starting point, 
And it's the godless of Hashem that it can impose this variety out of one piece. That's how that's that's the echad of Hashem within the variety of the bria, and um, and that's what he says here. He says because there is a one matter to start with, and then a differentiation. That's the bar and us respectively. When he uses kale, it means the total picture as it appropriately is, a world with its God. So when he says kale, the difference he says adon olam, akana, is the fact that Hashem can twist and turn it to His will, and that's because if He brought into being, He obviously can do what He wants with it. Kale means the recognition of the world in Hakadosh Baruch Hu, which is the is the shleimistic picture of the world is supposed to be. It's a world incorporating Akadish Parahu within the world. So those are the Rambam's four um, different uh, uh, four different uh, inyanim. So maybe those four characteristics, I guess, of or, or explaining yeah. um, the creation. So what how, what is it like? What's it drawing from? Like what's it? How are they all then? How's so, it, so, how are they all connected to? You know, we already know that he was a bri, you know, he was a bar. So, bar is creating yeshmi. So, okay, so, so, so the steps are like that. Okay, good. Akharish Baruch created the world from nothing, imposed on it, um, it gave it specific, it, it divided into specific nivroim. That's a fear. Has, you know, is able while. It, even after it came into existence, he's the one who controls it. But the the the, the goal, so to speak, is kale shemaim shemaim that that this be recognized as the true state of things. Because when people, the fact that Kachparu can direct the development of humanity is his ability as konishayim varitz. The, the, the kale olam is the shlemus of a world recognizing that a kanshparuchu is the shoresh and the one that can direct it, and so on and so forth. So that's how the two things are together. Okay, I think we'll hold it here. Um, and, um, yeah, I think we'll do.